Well, 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 everybody. Uh, the Wahoos have had uh, some changes going on in the football world, but the basketball program seems to be going in another direction. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast as part of your Wahoo Fix Every Day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let me get you our title sponsor. Our title sponsor today is LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Of course, the date is 1-23-23. And uh, as I said earlier, you know, we got a ton to talk about. There is an, an, almost an emotional, um, um, like, waterfall happening right now. Just a waterfall of emotion happening right now at the University of Virginia uh, based off of some things that are happening. And some of the things that are happening is, you know, we're losing a beloved coach, a beloved son of the University of Virginia's football program. And we'll talk about that as well. And that is something that we'll probably be chewing on for the next couple of days. And, you know, the more, you know, information come out, we'll talk about it. But, um, but yeah, uh, the, the person... Marquise Hagens, uh, the beloved Marquise Hagens, is moving on to Penn, uh, to, to Penn State, and we'll uh, give you some more information about that in a little bit. But I'm here to talk about the basketball team. You know, we said this was uh, two things we're going to talk about, and the one positive thing is what's been happening with this Virginia basketball program. Of course, they beat Wake Forest. You guys saw that, and you watched that game. Of course, I made the uh, – I made the – prediction that this is a five leg game stretch okay uh and this is kind of like a all trap game stretch five games all trap games and this is the last five games of the month of january and then you get into the last month of the year and when you get into the last month of the year you have to have so many wins under your belt. You have to be tested. This team has been tested. They've done some good things uh, for themselves. Uh, they've done some some more creative things uh, for themselves as well. A lot more different than what you would see from a Tony Bennett coach team. So let's jump right into it, guys. Um, of course, UVA beats Wake Forest. They moved up to number seven. Uh, in the coaches poll right now. And, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. They were number 10 last uh, last week. This poll, they moved up some more. And, and, that, and, let's, and let's not joke about this. Wake Forest was a really good team uh, this year and last year, of course. 
Um, I mean, you know, you're looking at uh, a team, you know, they were, there was four teams tied for second place. You're talking uh, Miami, you're talking UVA, Wake Forest, and uh, the other team that escapes me. But the team that was in first with only one loss in the conference was Clemson. And Clemson, you know, was a team that um, right now they're kind of living their dreams as a basketball program to be leading the ACC this late in the year. You know, with only a month left, when have you ever, I don't know, I don't know if I could ever remember that, that um, Clemson with a month left in the regular season, that Clemson is the uh, number one team, you know, uh, in the uh, ACC. And the reason is, like I said, they're seven and one or eight and one right now. Of course, Virginia, you know, they're currently seven and two, and and they're and they're hunting for more. They're hunting for more at fifteen and three. Remember the five game stretch I was talking about? FSU, they got the job done uh, in a hostile environment. Virginia Tech, they got the job done. They needed to win that game. Wake Forest, hostile. Super hostile environment. This is what they needed. And, and, and quite frankly, this is probably the best game that they've played. I know that I say that, you know, quite a bit, you know, during the season. But this probably is the best game that they played based off of how they shot, based off of the environment they're in, based off of the team they were playing, you know, and also what they were playing for. They were playing for sole possession of second place in the ACC. That's nothing to sneeze at. I don't care what's been going on with the league, even if it is topsy-turvy. You know, you still, you know, got to give them credit for pulling out the victory when needed. And they did. They pulled it out. It got as close as one point. And, you know, UVA's defense just kept them, kept churning, kept them in the game, kept fighting. Didn't let Wake Forest off the hook, you know. And, and there's some things within that game that we that we can talk about that really showed what UVA was really made of because there was a ton of pitfalls, and I mean a ton of pitfalls that uh, Virginia could have fell in in this game, but they didn't. They actually played this game like it was almost like a tournament game, you know. And when you have tournament games, you know. Everything goes, anything goes, and it's almost, you know, in the tournament, it's win or go home. They play this game like it was a win or go home, all for keeps, win or take all. And they, they totally surprised me in the way that they finished this game out. You know, you're talking about Tony Bennett and his uh, forever starting five. You'll hear me say it again. You know, you may get sick of it, but I'm going to keep saying it. Tony Bennett has finally found his forever starting five. And he's there, and I think he's found his top six, top seven players that he's going to play. And, and surprisingly, it's, it's a lot of uh, freshmen that are going to get the time. So keep in mind, you know, the five-game leg, Florida State, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, they have BC this Saturday. You know, and that is at home. That's at the JPJ. I do plan on being there. And that is a noon game. Another big game. You know, you can never take these uh, these games for granted in the ACC. And 
it is a game that I, that I think they are expected to win. But you never know. BC could come out hot, shooting, and um, ready to conquer this pack line defense Tony Bennett uh, has. And, you know, one of, you know their guys could be shooting on fire from three, so you never know what could happen. But also, um, you know, we're looking at uh, Syracuse, the game after that. So you don't want to look past Syracuse because they play, I think they play Tuesday, the next Tuesday, um, quickly. You know, it's either Monday or Tuesday. They, they turn around and, and play them right quick uh, after they play on Saturday. But I believe that's why they have them playing at noon. Uh, so, yes, but UVA back up to number seven. Remember, they got as high as two, took a couple losses, battling back up. And um, the highest-ranked team out of the ACC as well. Tony Bennett is doing the Tony Bennett thing that we all love. But let me tell you about something else that I love. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs with LinkedIn Jobs you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified athletes, candidates. I said athletes, candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applications based on the job qualifications all on one platform. They know how to help you. In 2003, you know, you want to make sure you get the right candidate. There's no time to waste. Don't waste any more funds. You got to get the right person. Don't invest in somebody who's not going to stay there. That's why you got to get that proper candidate there. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs the number one in developing and delivering quality hires versus the leading competition. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We got to thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear 
from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So, yes, everybody, jumping back in, we were just talking about Tony Bennett and where, you know, this team is and where we're going. Beating Wake Forest was such a big deal to me because they're, they are in sole place of, of, of second, you know, sole place, sole place of second place. And, you know, that means a lot moving into the last month of the, of the, of the year. Before you start getting into tournament play, remember, you have the ACC tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina. Then you have the big boy, the NCAA tournament, March Madness tournament. And that all comes down to seeding. So, you know, UVA is is big game hunting. And, uh, you know, and Clemson is number one right now. Believe me, they're going to they're honing their skills. I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, but keep in mind. Uh, that this team is on a roll, uh, quite frankly, right now. And uh, Tony Bennett won four, his 400th game. And with Tony Bennett winning his 400th game, to me it seems like Tony is really has got his stride. He's really in a role right now where he's being creative, you know, with his lineups. I said before he has a starting five, starting five meaning Kihei Clark at the point. Then you're going to have – Reese Beekman at the two. At the three, you got Amon Franklin. At the four, you got Jaden Gardner. And then at the five, you got Bennett Vanderplas. And I'll tell you like this. Shout out to Bennett Vanderplas. Bennett Vanderplas actually is playing a better center than the other two centers that have been in the system for their whole college careers. Caffaro's been there for at least four years and... Um, Caden has been there for three years as well. It's on his third year. But Bennett, uh, we'll just say BVP for short, has been doing a great job of of staying in front of the uh, the big men that he's guarding, and making sure they go over him. So every I think they're shooting in the low or the high twenties, like twenty nine percent. You know, whenever they have, whenever he's guarding those big players, he holds his ground. I think what makes him special as well. It's his intellect, you know, his smarts on the court, you know, his decision-making. He's not getting bad fouls. He's not turning the ball over on offense. I think that was something that Tony Bennett desired, you know, not saying that, you know, Caden isn't a, 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 a player who can be is successful because Caden's was almost averaging 10, or he was at one point averaging 10 points a game for the squad. But his minutes have been reduced drastically. I mean, between the last two games, maybe, he's, he's played uh, 10 minutes at the most between two games. You know, 10 to 15 minutes at the most. So, you know, you know bless, the, bless the guy, you know, for, for – um, for for you know for all the beating that he takes but um but i think tony bennett was looking for something else which is surprising to me and did not know that tony would go to a small lineup and keep it there but this is the flip side this is the first time really in my coverings of tony bennett 
that he's actually taken and switched out offense for defense. Usually it's the other way around. That's been his culture. But he's actually went with more offense instead of defense. Now listen to me when I tell you this. Bennett Vanderplas, Jane Gardner, Armand Franklin, who is absolutely still shooting the lights out. Man, every time I have to give him props, I'm eating so much crow because he is just, he had 25 points and 10 rebounds, you know, for this game. Great shooting on Armand, who's shooting 40 plus percent from three. Reese Beekman, who's shooting damn near 50% himself from three. And Kihei, who's shooting in the high 30s, almost 40% himself. So you got a lot of guys who can shoot threes. And oh, did I mention to you that BVP, your center, actually can step out behind the line and shoot threes. And I think Tony Bennett has unlocked the key, has used the key, you know, to unlock the Bennett Vanderplas uh, box, of Pandora's box. He found out that Bennett Vanderplas, first of all, needs minutes, he needs touches, he needs to play. And what we would say in football is we got to hand him the ball. We got to get him lathered up. You know, that's one of my coaches back in the end of the day. When I played running back back in the day and I was running the ball, the coach was saying, we got to get him the ball a few times to get him lathered up, to get him sweating, you know, to get him some contact, you know, to get into the game. And that's the same thing I think with Bennett Vanderplas. You can't just bring him off the bench and expect him to come in shooting, you know, and be a dead eye. We have another guy for that. And we'll talk about that as well. But for BVP, we need him on the court. Sweating, lathered up, playing that defense, and 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 stretching defenses as well. Uh, you know, and when those defenses ha- have to step out on him, those big men have to step out on him. That just leaves other lanes open for the smaller guys on the team, meaning the guards, uh, point guards, two guards, wing players, to do what they have to do on the box. Also, Jaden Gardner, who Jaden Gardner. Even though you know he's a he, he plays kind of the power forward, but a little bit of a undersized power forward, but you know gives him room, you know without another big man around to to block his shot. I think that was something that that hindered him. Is Caden when Caden was on the on the court? There's another tree. There's another big man that Jaden, you know, would have to uh, deal with. If Bennett Vanderplas steps out, Bennett Vanderplas typically going to take the biggest man on the team, your opposing team, away. They're going to have to step out to Bennett, or Bennett's going to knock down a three. So they got to step up into Bennett Vanderplas and not let him shoot an open three. If that's the case, you're going to have Jaden Gardner on the block one-on-one with someone similar to him in size, you know, because he can score down there. He can. He, he has a – I call him kind of a comparison to, like, David West, you know, where he can be a mid-range assassin. But he also is strong enough and explosive enough to play on the block, even at an undersized power forward uh, body that he has, and still be successful. Then we talk about the gu- the guards. Okay, the guards are actually shooting the lights out right now. Over this little stretch that we're on, our guards are shooting, guys. No complaints. I'm not even going to jinx anything. I got nothing to say except good things. Great job, Armand Franklin for just pulling up, shooting threes, which he had an issue with that last year. And I don't know what it is going on this year, but he's playing his best 
basketball is a wahoo. You know who else is playing their best basketball as a wahoo? And it's a lot of basketball. It's Kihei Clark. Kihei has played more games as a University of Virginia Cavalier than anybody. Okay, actually, actually, excuse me. He's almost the number one player. He has to, I think he has, needs like three games to pass London Parentes. You remember London, who was another uh, shooting uh, point guard who could really get it up, jack up those threes and make them. London, who um, has the most games played. Uh, and Kihei, may, he may have it, but I know that he's close to it. But he will be in no time here be the most uh has the most minutes most games under his belt playing for a university of virginia basketball team he's playing his best basketball now everyone kihei is playing that defense we know kihei to play to stay in front of his man stop the penetration but also he's doing a great job on the offensive end he's doing a great job of distributing second in the league in assists averaging almost six assists a game uh and then, of course, his three-point shooting. He's shooting in the high 30s, almost 40% uh, as well. And then he's had, you know, a 20-point a, a game this year. He's had uh, some games where he's driving to the bucket, getting some easy, easy points. He's really using his game to his strength and being very versatile. So shout-out to Kihei. And then, of course, Reese Beekman. Who knew that Reese was going to be shooting over 50% or right at 50% from three-point range, you know? And I did not expect for him to come in and be that kind of a uh, shooter uh, this year. Of course, I always expected him to play that tough defense you're used to seeing him play, you know, the lockdown defense on the perimeter. And he's done a great job of doing that, you know, still on the track as an ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And then you think about, um, you know, the guys coming off the bench. My guy, Mr. Deadeye, Isaac McNeely, who was shooting 57% in the mid-50s, uh, you know, off the bench. He has been on fire. He's exactly what the Wahoos needed. You know, instead of having Bennett Vanderplas and Isaac come off the bench, you start Bennett, all right? And then whenever you got to bring in uh, uh, Isaac McNeely, you, you bring out a Kihei Clark, or you bring out a Reese Beekman, kind of a three-guard rotation, but all of them guys are shooting well. So you almost have to pick your poison at what you want to try to cover when it comes to University of Virginia basketball program. And then, of course, my X factor on defense. I got two X factors. I got a defensive X factor, and I have an offensive X factor. My offensive X factor, I already has been talking about him, Bennett Vanderplas, Mr. BVP himself. He plays the offensive end as the most versatile big man Tony Bennett's ever had. You're talking about a big man who can shoot from three, shoot from deep, deep, can rebound, who can distribute the ball, who can pass the ball. You know, he, Tony Bennett's never had a big man who had these kind of ball skills where they where he could distribute the ball to open shooters. That's the Bennett Vanderplas. So he is our X factor on offense. They haven't had a player like him. He's so versatile in what he can do on the offensive end. He changes everything that this team does. But the X factor on defense, and it showed out uh, for this last game for sure, Ryan Dunn. And it shows in how many minutes he's getting right now from Tony Bennett. Ryan Dunn, who 
quite frankly, is the second best defensive player on this team as a true freshman. Okay, so you got one guy who's your best shooter, your best pure shooter, true freshman. Then your other guy who's an X factor on defense is quite frankly your second best defender behind Reese Beekman. And the crazy thing about Ryan Dunn is he's six eight. He can guard from five probably to three and sometimes to two, depending on how big the two is. And then you got Reese Beekman who can guard from one to three. You know, and that's that versatility you want on the defensive end. Armand Franklin can guard from one to three. And, you know, Bennett Vanderplas can guard from, from four to five. Jaden Gardner can, can guard from three to four. So the defensive versatility is giving Tony Bennett, uh, you, know, some, you know, some good vibes on what he is looking for, you know, when they're running his pack line defense. And like I said, that's your seven that he is. You know, Tony has like a, we call it the circle, what is it? The circle of trust. Wasn't that in Meet the Fockers? And Robert De Niro was talking about the circle of trust. Well, the seven-player circle of trust at the University of Virginia, Kihei Clark, Armand Franklin, Reese Beekman, Jaden Gardner, Bennett Vanderplas, Ryan Dunn, and Isaac McNeely. Those are your seven players in the circle of trust, your seven-player circle of trust uh, for these Wahoos. And Tony Bennett is keeping them uh, close to the vest and keeping their rhythms, uh, you know, and their, um, their continuity, keeping these guys playing together. Um, you know, so only time you really see Caden and Caffaro is if your bigs get in trouble. Other than that, you know, those, those other wings and guards, they can all play off each other. There's only one player who is really going to play one position. That's Kihei, just because of his size. He's going to play, you know, the smallest guard on the court. That's the only player who doesn't have, like, the versatility from a size standpoint. But other than that, outside of Kihei and um, Kaden or Caffaro, the whole roster can guard different types of people, which gives you a lot of versatility. And then the fact that they are shooting and knocking down shots, you got to love it, man. Um, UVA hit 15 three-pointers. You know, I don't know when was the last time they hit that. It's been a while. But uh, that was, that's a season high. Um, you know, they had 15 shots from three. And uh, like I said, the X factors are doing their thing. So everyone, let's jump into, you know, the last thing I'm going to talk about here. And I'm going to talk about it probably tomorrow as well. You haven't heard the news. Coach Hagen's, the beloved Virginia's golden boy or, 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 you know, son, Virginia's native son, from Hampton Roads, the 757 Marcus Higgins has moved on, uh, you know, to coach at Penn State, where one of our other legends is there, Anthony Poindexter as well. You know, Penn State, people talk about North Carolina eating UVA's lunch or the state of Virginia's lunch. Penn State has been destroying the state of Virginia's uh, lunch. They have been eating their lunch. They've been shaking them upside down shaking all the change out of the state of Virginia. Uh, Penn State has been eating Virginia's lunch. And um, there's nothing really that I see is going to change that. And that's another story. That's another show that we can talk about. But Penn State has it going on right now. And then the person, the other program that's pricking up the scraps, or I want to say scraps, but the other players is North Carolina. 
So Virginia and Virginia Tech are struggling. The two top Power Five teams in the uh, Commonwealth, they're struggling right now. You know, and there is nothing that I don't see uh, anything changing currently. So we'll have to talk about that. But just wanted to give you that quick breaking news. Hate to lose Marquise Higgins, one of the top wide receiver coaches in the nation. There is some news behind the scenes on that, why he left. I know that he wants, uh, I feel that he wants, you know, sometime soon, maybe not next year, the year after, but soon, you know, maybe he wants to be a head coach. But he definitely, to me, seems like he's going to be a head coach somewhere. And maybe we'll talk about some places where in a couple years where he may be able to resurface as a head coach candidate. But that's it for the show, guys. I appreciate you, you know, just just hanging out, checking in with me. Make sure you subscribe, subscribe. And if you have any comments, put your comments in. I need to hear your comments. I don't want to hear what you have to say, you know, because this is a uh, this is a big happening with this uh, Marquise Hagen's uh, business here of him leaving. But also, we can talk about this basketball program. You know, question is, let me ask you guys right out of the bat, you know, is this team destined for a Final Four? That's my question to all of you listeners out there. Put it in the comments box, you know, on my YouTube channel or even on my Spotify page uh, or on um, any of the podcasts you hear. Is this team destined for a Final Four? I want to hear what you have to say. And when you do that, I'll respond back to you. But like I said, guys, thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new Locked On College podcast, Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from the biggest name, big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, guys. We love you. But thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.